Amen. Thank you so much for coming today, for making up. I would like to first of all thank God for what he's doing in this church. It's a privilege to stand here and share the word of God with you. You know, knowing him is not easy, because if it's easy, we would have seen everywhere on the street people coming to God. So if you go beyond that and we are able to also share what we know about him, it is a privilege. And I know that you don't also take it for granted the fact that you are here. We are here because of him. He paid the way. I would like to also thank the leadership of the church to make this possible for us to be able to be part of what God is doing in Gainesy and beyond. So I say God also bless you. And also all the workers, and you particularly, coming every Sunday in and out. May God bless you. And I pray that God will reward you for that. Amen. Today I'm going to preach on the message I titled, I am who I am. Says the Lord. It's not me, but the Lord. And the subtitle will be, I am. Because I strongly believe that if you know more of God, we'll be able to stand in every situation. And if you are all convinced of that name, we'll be able to stand every trials that may come on our way. Because our work with God will always face challenges. But if you know who you are for, it's easy to, to stand against who are against you. So today we're going to preach on the message. I'm, I'm going to preach on the message I titled I Am. Uh, turn your Bible with me if you can as I read the first card. I'm reading from Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 11 to 15. Exodus 3, verse number 11 to 15. You can read a church Bible if you have it. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Don't worry much, because if you look at the answer God gave to Moses, you might think, what is God saying? I'm talking about who am I, and God said, when you bring the people to this land, put to this land, then you will realize. In other words, God saw the end from the beginning. So while Moses was worrying about who am I, God said, no, I think this guy likes a bit of identity. He has identity crisis. Let me first introduce myself to him. Because if he knows me, he will know who he is. And in verse number 13 said, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your father has sent me to you. And they said to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And in verse number 14, that's where to the title from, he said, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. When you go to the letter verse, God make it clear to him that this is my name forever. This is my name forever. You know, our call to God is called of worship and relationship. 
God would like to have a relationship with us, and in that we also worship God. And relationship is built on trust. The more you trust the person, the more you can relate to him. And the, uh, those couples, you could realize that. Though the time you met your wife or your husband, you love him or her, and you made a step of it. But the trust was not at the, the trust you have now. Because as you grow together, as you live together, you develop certain of trust. And you know the person very, very well. You know, one thing I have realized that sometimes when you live with a person for many times, many years, you become look alike. <laughs> have you realized sometimes you face, you know, because you, you do the same thing together. You eat the same You enjoy the same thing together. And one very key thing we normally do when you're building a relationship with somebody is you first ask the person name. What is your name? And we try to give the best of our name to the person. And not only that, we make sure that the person is also pronouncing the name correctly. That reminds me uh, the issue I have when I, I had when I was in Jersey. You know, I went to Jersey and my few weeks of work, I had to speak to somebody in London because we, are reporting to the, we were reporting to the London office. So many times we have chat with the person we are reporting to. And my few weeks, you know, it happened to be 14th of February, so it was Valentine's Day. And the guy I was going to speak to, so I had a call, uh, I picked up the call, and it was via uh, Zoom, and he greeted me. Hello, Richmond, how are you? I said, hello, fine, I'm fine, Valentine. You know, his name was written without an E, so he was Valentine. So all of a sudden, things changed. I don't want people to make fun of me. I'm not Valentine. I am Valentine. And you know what happened? I said, oh, sorry, Valentine. He said, no, I said, I'm Valentine. You know, that makes me to understand that people are really, really key of their names. So when God met Moses, if God has gotten any name he wants Moses to call him by, he would have called him, he would have asked him to call him by that name. But God is telling Moses, Moses, I have not gotten any other name that I am. I am. In other words, I am the same God today. I am the same God tomorrow. And I'll be the same God forever. I never change. I am. So Moses said, who am I? And I think I did a, bit, a little bit of the God said, I'm going to show you who am I. You know, you're going to, when you go to the guy, tell them, tell them I am, have sent you. It was like, I don't think God has got it clearly. Because Moses knew Pharaoh. He knew his army. He knew how strong they are. And if he's going to go, he's going there to tell me, Pharaoh, I'm here, Moses. I'm going to take the children of Israel away from their slavery. He thinks he needs a name that is bigger than that name. He needs physical armies who are stronger than Pharaoh. But God said, you don't need anything. Pet my name. Maybe you face challenges. Things are going through you, uh, your life. And you think of what should I do? This morning, I'm going to encourage you. Go by the name I am. Because that name has got power. That name has got all the things that we need. Because he tells us, go to Pharaoh and tell him, I am the Lord have sent you. What is God saying to Moses? 
God is saying, Pharaoh has got other gods, but I am more than Pharaoh's God. Pharaoh has gotten armies, but I am more than the armies. And when you think about it, why was God not so straightforward with Moses? Was he making his life difficult for him to understand the journey he's going to take? Although he has shown him the picture, the guy hasn't gotten it. I said, I am. I am. And for us to understand a bit more better, let's go to Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. And I will read, read from the church Bible, the NIV. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. The Bible said, Now a man, the tribe of Levi, married a Levite woman. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she couldn't hide him no longer, she got a paperless basket for him and coated it with a tar and pitch. Then he placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Verse number four. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bath, and her attendant were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and said, and sent her female slave, another verse seven, to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is the one of the Hebrews' baby, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrews' women to nurse you for the baby? And verse number eight, he said, yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby, nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. And verse number 10, when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of water. Sorry for the long story, and we're going to get there. So, this is Moses, who was born at a very dramatic time. You know, throughout the Bible, God has made himself known to people. He made himself known to Adam and Eve, he made himself known to Noah, he made himself known to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, etc., and etc. And in this New Testament dispensation, God made himself known to, known to us through his son Jesus. And one of the peculiar persons I'm going to discuss with you, as you have already realized, is Moses. The guy was born in a very dramatic days where King Pharaoh has declared that 
all the Hebrews' sons, all the Hebrews' males that will be born to the Hebrews should be killed. As you might know the background of it, those guys went to Egypt through their brother Joseph. And the Bible says when Joseph died, the new king forgot about Joseph. So he came and said, these guys are growing too much. And if you don't take care of them, when, they, when there is a war, they will fight against us. So they try to sabotage those people. We will not let any female guys to grow. But the Bible says something I love you so much. He said the more they were sabotaging them, the more they, they, they were making them hassle for them, the more they were growing. Beloved, it doesn't matter what the enemy will throw at you. If you know the name that I am, you will grow. You will be prosperous. So when the mom was about to give birth, and I was thinking about it, you know, when you're about to give boy or baby, or you know, the parent, you start preparing, and pregnancy is not easy, I can tell you. I have three boys here. And you see your wife going through, you know, unusual time, and I think what makes them so excited is the fact that they're going to have a baby. And as a matter of fact, soon as they give the baby, the nurses try to put the baby on the, 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 the child chair, uh, the wife's or the woman's chair to make sure, okay, for all the time, all the labor, this is what you got. And you can see your wife starts smiling. She begins to forget about all the pains because she has got a baby. But this lady was different. You know, he's in pregnancy and thinking about when I give birth, they're going to kill the boy. And maybe he continued going, so okay, maybe time something will change. By the time I give birth to the baby, the, the rules have changed. Yet, when he gave the boy birth to the baby, the rules were still there. But there's something I like about this woman. He said, yes, even though people have been killing, I'm not going to subject to this law. Because I know that there is a law which is above the Lord of Pharaoh. So she kept the baby. And the Bible said, when she kept them for a certain time after three months, she couldn't keep the baby at his house. Why? Because if Pharaoh finds out, she's going to kill not only the baby, even the woman and all the family. Because when the, a king at that time makes a law, everybody must obey the law. So he said, no. Yes, I cannot hold the baby. And he had a plan. The plan was he made a basket. And the Bible said he put it under the wreath beyond River Nile. And I want you to take note of this. You know, the wreaths of under river night. And the Bible said then, when we read another verse, one day the daughter of Pharaoh was going to river Nile to bath. And as you and I know, when the royal is going out, they don't leave them to go alone. They have servants or people who are worshipping. Most of the time they walk in front of them. And there are a set of people who are also behind them. Why? To protect the daughter and the royal. But look, look at it. The Bible said, when they were going, you know, because my thinking is, if anybody would see that basket, it would have been maybe one of the servants in front, or the other, or the fourth one, or the fifth one, or even those at the back would have seen it. But look at what happened. The Bible said, and the daughter saw the basket. I want to leave you there. We'll go back. Because I want you to also think about it as we go along. And not only that, the Bible said she called for her servant to go and bring the basket. And if you think about it, king daughter, what is he doing about the basket which is in, among the reefs, maybe 30? What is he doing about it? If he needs a new one, 
She would have probably said, go and buy me a new one. But the Bible said he saw it, and he said, go and bring it. And then when they brought the basket, he saw a baby crying. And the Bible said he had a compassion about the baby. And he said, no, this is one of the Hebrews' son. And all of a sudden, her sister, Moses' sister, came and said, can I bring you someone to nurse the baby for you? She went and brought her mom. And the daughter of Pharaoh said, take the baby. Go and nurse him, and I will pay for, the, for, for, for all the price of you caring for the baby. I want you to take this a moment. I strongly believe that it's not normal. I strongly that there was a divine intervention from the Lord. That it's a time for me to rescue Moses for my purposes. And therefore, I will use the same enemy who is trying to take the boy's life to pay for his own upbringing. And not only that. The Bible said when the child grew up, he brought the child to the royal palace. And he named the child because he took him from the river line. Moses moved from running away from uh, Pharaoh to become a royal of Pharaoh's kingdom. When God, the name of God is with you, he can cause you to be, be from, from chasing he can snap you away from the enemies and make use the same enemy to bless you. God used the same kingdom who wanted to destroy the boy to finance his bringing up. I am. And being the, 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 the member of the royal family, he got the, the, the right to also to be trained because he can also be the king of that country. So, when God was telling Moses, I am, what was he telling him? I think probably he was asking Moses to reflect on his past. That Moses, when you are vulnerable, when you are a son, a child, and you don't know how to even take care of you, I am the same God who took care of you. I am the same God who calls the daughter of Pharaoh to adopt you. I'm the same God who preached, who opened the eyes of the daughter of Pharaoh to see you when you were under the leaves. I am. You know, many times we forget ourselves when we're in situations and we think it's so bigger for us. I want to challenge you that when you are in a situation, remember God. Remember the Lord that helped you from the beginning to now. Remember, you say, oh no, God hasn't helped me in nothing at all. If you are alive, Praise Lord. Because everybody goes to bed, but we never know the time we sleep. The exact time. So I went to bed on 9 o'clock. But the exact time that you sleep, you never know. And from the time you sleep to the time you wake up, I believe there is God who is looking upon you, making sure your oxygen are moving on right. That same God who has been with you from the beginning to now, he is the same God. So when God told Moses, I am, what is God saying? God is saying, I am. It means God is. God is. Moses, I never change. I am the same God who took care of you. God is. You know, as human beings, we got a challenge of understanding this principle. The reason why we reason that we are human, we got a past, present, and the future. So sometimes we try to you know, understand God with the same strength. 
But God hasn't got the past. He hasn't got now. He hasn't got. He is the same God. From the beginning, He is a God. And the Bible introduced God to us that He said, in the beginning, He created. So God is. And another point when God says, I am, it also means that I am omnipotent. All power belongs to me. I like this morning when we're singing. All power, all prosperity, they all come before the Lord and they all bow before the Lord. And when Pastor was building the sermon, I said, No, Pastor is preaching the, the sermon, so I don't need to even preach again. You know, all of these are connecting to the power of God. He is omnipotent. He creates, you know, He caused things to be. Things do not cause Him to be. He created things, things do not create Him. And if He needs anything to be created for your sake, He will do it. I am. I am. I am means God created. And I would like to ask you to read a verse to explain that point. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3. And that will be probably the last scripture I will read. I am. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse... Sorry, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3. The Bible said, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at the God's command. That what we now, we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I want to repeat it. The Bible said, by faith, we understand that the entire universe, some scriptures said the word, was formed at God's command. Some words, some verses at God's word. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be, can be seen. The scripture is telling us that the things we see are not formed by the things we see. Material things are not formed by material stuff. They were formed by the spiritual things. So the unseen created the seen. So the fact that you, cannot, you don't see something does not mean that it does not exist. The material world were created by the unseen world. And that gives us a clue of how God does things. That when God is about to do something, he doesn't start from the physical way. He began from the unseen way. And when he has finished, then it manifests into the physical realm. That's what the Bible says. We don't have to, you know, see before we believe. We believe by faith. Because even though you cannot see because you, have, you haven't got the unseen spirit, eyes. But the fact that it does not exist doesn't mean that God has not done it. So many of the blessings we are waiting for, even though you don't see it now, I'm here to let you know that the Bible is telling you that they might have already been completed in the spiritual realm. Before we go to 2024, God has already made 24 available. 
He will be the same God in 2025. He'll be the same God in 20 plus, plus and plus. We will leave this planet and join him. He will still be the same God. So when we are working with God, we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by the thing we see. We don't say, no, because I have not seen it, it's not going to happen. God, the Bible said that God began from the spiritual realm. So he was telling Moses, yes, you haven't seen the picture, but this is what I'm looking for you. You will come back to this mountain and worship me. You remember 40, 40 days along the line, Moses came to the same mountain and he received the commandment of God. God had already seen, has already made the deliverance of the children of Israel, but it was in the spirit. Moses couldn't see it, so he couldn't believe it. And by God, he's saying that if you can believe me, though you have not seen it, you, it will come to pass. I am. And the last word for the I am is also the I am in whatever you believe me for. Because there are things we cannot see them now. They do all exist. Last time I said that, even when the COVID came, they said they discovered vaccine. Before they discovered that vaccine, it was already there. And that's why the scientists, I know, so they do a search. And when they finally said that we have discovered, that means that the thing was already there, but because we don't know what is there, and then when the scientists did the search and found, they said we have discovered. They don't say we created it. So God said, I was a provider to Abraham. If Moses, if you continue to believe me, I will be your savior. I will provide to Isaac. If, if, if Moses, you believe me, I will be your provider. And he said, I am what you believe me for in accordance with my way. I don't know what you have believed God for this morning. But if you can tap into the name I am. If you can believe in the name I am. The name that never changes. God said, and that's how you should call me from generation to generation. When he was saying that, he had it in your mind. He knows that time will come, you'll be in a difficult time, and you need a name to save you. That name is available to you. The name I am. The name I am. Before uh, I bring my message to a close, I will call the band to to the stage. The name I am. You know, Jesus also came and he used the same word. He said, I am the bread of life. When you read John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the light of the word. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. The same I am which God introduced to Moses is working today. And it will work forever. No matter situation what you are going through, I will commend the name I am for you. Because the Bible says in the name of Jesus that has been given, and that is above all every other name, that when the name of Jesus is mentioned, every name shall pass. That name is I am. 
Jesus, God is saying that this is me, God. I will never change. And I will not change because of your situation. I still remain the same. And even though you don't see what I'm doing concerning you, I have already done it. May God bless you. And as you go live down from here, may you stick to the name I am. And may you, the name I am find you. And may the, the name I am cause things to happen in your life so that you will visualize the meaning of I am in your life. God bless you.